GDP misses expectations. Ford defies the odds. Facebook with some mega announcements and Twilio crashes on earnings results. This is the running with the money briefing. Let's get into it. We are back in my, oh my, what a day in the markets. The market is absolutely crushing it today. It seems with the Dow Jones currently up 149 points, NASDAQ up 189 points, S&P 500 up 36 points, and the rest 2K up 38. And my, oh my, the VIX down 3.12%. Meanwhile, we go over and we take a look at the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield, and that is currently sitting at 1.568%, holding pretty steady the past few days. We shift over. We see gold edging out a 0.24% gain, silver down 0.19%, and copper up a percent going into the close today, and oil right back to right around 82.50, currently sitting at 82.65, um, and pretty much we have oil, Brent, and net gas all moving to the downside. Net gas moving to the downside today, negative uh, 7.44%, but Shifting into some of the biggest headlines of the day, first thing I want to talk about is this economic growth slowing, supposedly. So we take a look at the data in the U.S. economy. Well, it grew at a 2% annualized pace throughout the third quarter, um, and that is the slowest increase in economic growth uh, since the end of that 2020 COVID-19 induced recession. My, oh, my, not the best metric. Now, this is GDP, so gross domestic product, um, and that is the sum of all the goods and services services produced. We all know this. This is some basic economics, but if you don't know, there you go. You know now. Anyway, that grew at 2% annualized um, pace throughout the third quarter. Not too bad. And that's according to uh, the U.S. government. So that data is to be believed and pretty rock solid either way. Now, economists over at Dow Jones, they were expecting a 2.8% reading, but they did not get it. They got 2%. So, U.S. growth slowing well. We do know and we have seen it and we noted in previous briefings that, for instance, Goldman Sachs was cutting their GDP expectations and they seem to be hitting the mark exactly on so we have this U.S. growth um, declining. We take a look at the jobs numbers. We also got some of that data today. Weekly jobless claims fell more than expected, unfortunately. Um, but this is a good thing because the data improved. So not unfortunately. I don't know where that unfortunately came from. Either way, you take a look um, at these numbers. Weekless jobless claims coming in at a new low, 281,000 um, versus the 289,000 estimate. This is also um, much better when it comes to previous weeks. So, so far, this is the best jobless claims number we have gotten in quite a little bit here. Now, continuing claims also fell um, by 237,000 to 2.24 million. That's a solid number, um, and that continues to drop as well. So, overall, the labor market, at least when it comes to jobless claims um, and continuing claims, improving. We take a look at the U.S. trade deficit, which actually... Um, led to some of that decreased U.S. growth we saw in that, you know, that trade deficit continuing to widen um, to $73.3 billion. Not the best number there. Now, shifting into these numbers out of Ford, we have to talk about Ford. We got to talk about the reaction we are seeing on the street, the Ford today, and my, oh, my, the stock. Well, it's the most I've seen Ford, uh, Ford move in quite a little bit. You take a look at Ford stock and it's currently up 8.83%. Holy smokes. Currently sitting at $16.89 per share. So what in the world is going on with Ford? We know they just delivered earnings. So let's dig into these numbers. They delivered an EPS or an adjusted EPS 
of 51 cents per share compared to the 27 cents per share that was expected. Automotive revenues coming in at $33.21 billion versus $32.54 billion. So beating on EPS, beating on revenue. Um, and this was nearly double um, the expectations uh, for Ford throughout the third quarter. Now shifting into a little bit more of the nitty gritty um, when it comes to guidance. Well, guess what? Ford upped their guidance once again, bringing those adjusted earnings um, in between 10 point to $11.5 billion for the full year, and that's up from 9 to $10 billion um, that was last guided to. Now, Ford also maintained um, the expectation that their adjusted free cash flow is going to land within a range up for the $5 billion. So overall, what did we get out of Ford throughout these third quarter earnings? Well, we got a big time beat on EPS, a big time beat on revenue, and they upped their guidance when it comes to full year earnings, and then they continued to hold that free cash flow projection um, which I believe is also improving. So this new management over at Ford or somewhat new CEO, Jim Farley, he had a lot to talk about. And he said, quote, I believe we have the right plan to drive growth and unlock unprecedented value. Going on to say, you're already seeing favorable change in the slope of our earnings and cash flow. And there's more to come. This coming after management, um, talked about and noted on the fact that they are seeing outsized demand for the Bronco SUV and Mustang Mach-E, and that they believe you could possibly see those two models reach 200,000 units in sales globally a year. Wow, is that a big target? We also got some commentary from John Lawler, a CFO at Ford, and he said, quote, the results are showing really the underlying strength of our business. So some solid results out of Ford, the stock moving to the upside, and many investors on the street believing that the stock is still a buy. Why? Because they're getting into the EV game. They're going after the leader Tesla. And guess what? The leader Tesla is also soaring today. You take a look at the self-proclaimed Tesla, I mean, EV leader Tesla. I mean, up. 3.16% 3.16% today, 1,070 bucks a share. So anything EV themed today seems to be catching a pretty good bid. You see Lucid up 29%. You also saw some other names um, related to the area like Plug Power moving up significantly. You take a look at, for instance, a lot of the EV area and those names have been moving to the upside led by the self-proclaimed leader Tesla and now Ford catching some of that bid on these earnings results, this EV theme and these improving earnings here um, coming in up 8.5%. 0.66% today. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we got a big one out of Piper Sandler raising their price target on Tesla. Speaking of Tesla, to $1,300 per share from $1,200 per share. Now, what did Piper Sandler have to say about Tesla? They went on to say, quote, there are many reasons for Tesla's exceptional gross margin in Q3. These include higher pricing, more localized production, greater scale, and a rising contribution from the Model S played. But product quality also made a major contribution in Q3, and this isn't a topic that is getting enough airtime. So Piper Sandler liking Tesla. They're not only liking the new models, not only liking the greater scale, not only liking um, all of these positives that are being talked about, but they're also liking the product quality improving, which has been an issue or rumored issue in the past. Now, shifting in to a call by Goldman Sachs, reiterating Boeing as a buy. Now, what did Goldman Sachs have to say about Boeing after they actually not too long ago um, reported their earnings? Well, Goldman Sachs coming in 
and saying, quote, we think there is a relatively high probability that in the next few months, Boeing sees one, FAA approval to resume 787 deliveries, two, China 737 MAX regulatory approval, and three, an international and business travel acceleration. These catalysts should allow the market to look out to normalized earnings and cash flow power and remove overhangs that investors regularly tell us they need out of the way before they buy the stock. So, Goldman Sachs here believing that a lot of these issues related to Boeing are going to dissipate over the course of the next few months and investors are going to come running back to the name and running up the stock. Now, taking a look at Bernstein initiating coverage of another EV name, NEO as market perform. Bernstein saying, quote, NEO's user-centric offerings and battery swapping technology are very attractive to driving brand equity and sales, but we are ultimately worried about competition in the premium segment. Hmm. Maybe they're uh, referring to a few other names, maybe Lucid, maybe a Tesla mixed in there. Interesting stuff coming to Bernstein on Neo. We have Gunningham reiterating DraftKings as a buy. What did Gunningham have to say about DraftKings? They go on to say, quote, we remain bullish on DraftKings fundamentals heading into the third quarter earnings. Company reports next Friday, 11-5, and reiterate our above consensus guide revenue outlook for the year of $1.35 billion. Gunningham believing that DraftKings is going to deliver on earnings and therefore see upside in the stock possibly. Who knows? Um, an interesting reiteration of DraftKings as a buy out of Gunningham. Now shifting into JP Morgan, speaking of Ford, reiterating Ford as overweight. Now what did JP Morgan have to say about Ford? They go on to say, quote, we expect a positive reaction Thursday to Ford's better than expected 3Q earnings, which featured stronger than expected revenue, margin, EBIT, EPS, and free cash flow on the back of a differentiated improvement in semiconductor chip availability, which allowed Ford production wholesale units to rise up 68% sequentially versus industry global light vehicle production, which declined negative 12% sequentially. So, JP Morgan liking the earnings results, getting the positive reaction that they believed they would see, and they so far, it seems indicating more upside in Ford stock. And finally, we got another call on a major automaker out of JP Morgan reiterating General Motors as overweight, saying, quote, we rate GM overweight for its best-in-class leverage to global growth markets, ongoing operational turnaround, and improving product cadence. We are attracted to the shares based on both valuation and what we see as several upcoming positive catalysts. JP Morgan liking both Ford and General Motors, not only on earnings, but some of the new and upcoming vehicles that will be releasing specifically electric vehicles. Now, shifting in to the biggest headline of the day, just coming out as we were going into the close today. It's currently 3.30, um, and this headline just came out not too long ago, literally like 15, 30 minutes ago. So, Facebook changing their name to Meta. That's right. Facebook today announced that it will be changing its company name to Meta. Mark Zuckerberg saying, quote, today we are seen as a social media company, but in our DNA, we are a company that builds technology to connect people. And the metaverse is the next frontier, just like social networking was when we got started. Now, the company is going to change its ticker as well from FB to MVRS, and that goes into effect on December 1st. 
The company, you know, we know, um, has been going in to this metaverse investment theme. They're building out new tech for the future. Um, and in this letter, Mark Zuckerberg also wrote on Thursday, he goes on to say, quote, our hope is that within the next decade, the metaverse will reach a billion people, host hundreds of billions of dollars of digital commerce and support jobs for millions of creators and developers. Facebook targeting a mega market here. And they also announced earlier in the week that they will spend $10 billion over the next year developing technologies that will be required to build the metaverse. It's safe to say Facebook is not only um, investing in the metaverse, but they're going all in on name change, mega investments, and supposedly more announcements to come. Mark Zuckerberg seems to have a new vision for his company, for his baby, Facebook is changing big time and investors are definitely paying attention. You take a look at the stock price today, currently up now 3.67%, absolutely launching on this news. And it will be an interesting name to pay attention to over the coming months, given those big changes, Facebook, big stuff. Um, and I do want to disclose before we move on to the next and final headline here um, that I do have a sizable position um, in multiple portfolios in Facebook stock. I do want to disclose that um, and I plan to hold, but I will let anyone know if any changes come about. Um, you know, we do not want to cross the line here with the SEC, so I need to disclose that I do have a position in the name. Now, shifting into our final um, headline of the day, this is Twilio dropping on earnings results. You could call it crashing. Um, down 17.45%, otherwise 60 points um, on earnings results. So we're going to take a quick look at these earnings results. So, they reported an adjusted earnings um, or EPS of 1 cent here, 0.01 cent. Uh, and then you have uh, per share, um, and then against the street estimate of 14 cents per share. Now, you also take a look here and you see that adjusted earnings per share um, came in at $0.04 cents per share in the same quarter last year. Um, so it is down year over year, but they did beat the expectation of the street for the quarter. Now, you also take a look here at revenue, and you see that revenue for the quarter came in at $740.2 million. Um, that beat the expectation of $680.5 million. Um, but you also see on a year-over-year -year basis that revenues jumped 65% year over year. So really not bad results coming out of Twilio just on a headline basis, but you really dig into these numbers and there were some contributing factors to this decline. Now, on a year-over-year -year basis, the Twilio segment contributed, um, according to sources, $52.3 million to total revenues, um, and $23.6 million came out of ZipWhip, um, another segment within the company. Now, as of September 30, 2021, Twilio had over 250,000 active customers, um, and that is up from 208,000 um, as of the same time last year. Now, you take a look at the company uh, in their projects and what they project, here um, in what they are guiding towards, and they believe Q4 revenue will land within a range of $760 million to $770 million, um, and that is above the $744.7 million analyst consensus estimate um, for guidance. So they beat on guidance, beat on EPS, and beat on revenue. So what is sending this stock to the downside? Well, you saw the company's COO, um, George Hugh, he did resign, um, and the company's CFO will take over as CEO um here soon you also see that, you know, when you take a look at non-GAAP loss guidance, um, that's coming in at a range of 26 to 23 cents per share, um, and that is lower than the analyst consensus estimated loss of 7 cents per share um, going into, you know, 
into the guidance, into the print. So definitely um, some weaker guidance than expected when it comes to that non-GAAP loss. Um, but at the end of the day, um, a lot of investors pointing towards these management teams uh, in this management team at Twilio um, in this big time step down CEO uh, George Hugh stepping down at Twilio um, and their CFO will take the spot. So some management changes there. Some fearing that more management um, members will leave the Twilio team. So Twilio definitely a name to take a look at. Maybe some people are looking to buy the dip in Twilio. They continue to deliver pretty st- uh, strong numbers. Um, so maybe it's an opportunity to jump in on Twilio beating on EPS, beating on revenue expectations um, and seeing a big time growth there in active customer accounts as well as seeing an uptick um, in guidance when it comes to revenue, but unfortunately um, missing on the non-GAAP loss guidance um, for the upcoming quarter. So, not the best news there. Now, shifting into, um, we have some earnings after the bell that we need to talk about. We have Apple, Amazon, Starbucks, Dexcom, Zendex, and MicroStrategy all reporting after the bell, all names to take note of. Either way, that is the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. We will be back, of course, tomorrow to go over the biggest headlines of the week and the day because tomorrow is the weekly recap. Keep an eye out for a deep dive on Shopify, which will also be dropping today at runningwiththemoney.com. You can also... And you should go give a listen to my boys over at Pounding the Table. I here at Running With The Money, I'm part of the Pounding the Table network, proud of it. But the boys over at Pounding the Table, they're consistently turning out the best content around. Go give their podcast a listen. It's literally one of the best, if not the best, um, podcast I listen to in the financial space. Go give them a listen at Pounding the Table. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them on Apple Podcast. anywhere you listen to podcasts. In the meantime, easily profit trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.